Hi guys, welcome to the link. My name is Alex Hopper. I'm one of our student leaders here at the BCM at the University of Arkansas, Fort Smith. And today I am joined by a very special guest, Miss Faith Walker. Hey how guys. you doing, Faith? I'm good, how are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, we're so glad to have you on today and I'm really excited about what we're gonna be talking about today as our special topic. But before we get to that, tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of what you do here at the BCM and kind of what uh, you're studying here at the University of Arkansas, Fort Smith. Definitely. Um, so I'm a part of our media team. I run our live stream and some sound, and then I'm a part of our leadership team here as well. Um, I'm a sophomore social work major with a psych minor. Awesome, there you go. That's pretty cool. And what would you like to do after finishing school at this point? Um, I would like to get my master's or doctorate and be able to uh, counsel or ther do therapy for young adults or teens. That's awesome. And that is so coincidental today. Hint, wow. hint. Uh, as to why we asked you to kind of join us today, because our topic of discussion today is going to be about mental health and different mental health disorders. And I can't think of a better time for us to have this conversation coming out of the tail end of COVID-19 all the craziness that we've experienced this past year. Uh, so as we're kind of having this conversation about mental health, uh, why uh, I know you're studying uh, to be a counselor right now, but are there any other reasons why that we may have asked you to come and join us today? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I have generalized anxiety disorder and a little bit of depression. Um, I see a therapist every now and then, aka every couple of weeks, and um, I want to become a therapist whenever I'm older. So That's awesome. So um, you've already had a lot of personal experience in this, kind of seen both sides of the conversation, or you're studying to see the other side of the conversation in a lot right. of ways. So I'm really excited for the insight that you're going to have about this conversation that we're going to have today. Uh, one of the first things that we want to do, though, before we really get into this conversation is really kind of narrowing down and talking about what exactly we mean when we say mental health, right? Because uh, there, it's such a wide area of study and such a wide range of different experiences that people have. Um, what are some of the things that uh, stand out for college students or different types of mental disorders that college students uh, that we see it, them st struggle with more so. Yeah, definitely. Um, so anxiety, depression, and eating disorders are really, really popular, um, sadly, within college students. So on my walk over here, I did a little quick uh, internet search, and um, it showed that 41% of students struggle with anxiety and 36% of students struggle with depression. Um, and with COVID happening, I can't imagine how those numbers are increasing. Um, we don't really have statistics yet on how much they've gone up. Um, but they probably have with how much people have been alone and in their thoughts by themselves. So, yeah. And that's one of the biggest things I remember back at the beginning of, uh, I guess it wasn't the beginning of March, but about halfway through March of 2020, when everything, everything shut down, like everyone was asked to stay at home, not go out to different places. Uh, I just remembered that there was just a lot of isolation during that time period. Uh, super thankful for the phone calls I received from friends during that time period, but it becomes one of these things that like isolation and being by yourself becomes uh, such an issue. And if you have a mental health disorder on top of that, I can only imagine uh, that that just com compounds the issue in a lot of ways. Right. So like you said, uh, we don't know exactly what type of mental health long-term effects COVID's had at this point, but just from personal experience and talking with other students, it sounds like there's already been some bit of an impact, right? Right, right, definitely. So today, uh, part of the conversation that we want to talk about is kind of helping students, especially that are listening to this podcast, uh, kind of have some tools as far as like where to start with talking about this, if this is something that you're struggling with yourself, who to talk to. But um, 
Faith, what have been some of the things that have been helpful for you? Because you mentioned that you had general anxiety disorder or GAD. Um, what were like maybe different parts of scripture that were helpful for you, uh, different types of counseling options that you did? Kind of just walk us through that. Right. So um, whenever COVID first started, I saw I started seeing a therapist. Her name is Becca Whitson. I'll give her a little shout out. Um, she owns her own LLC. So the Whitson Company, I really, really recommend her. Um, so I moved up to my brother and sister-in-law's house because um, I just really thought that would be in my best interest. Um, but also started turning to scripture and what scripture had to say. Um, so if we look, I'm going to start in Psalms uh, 42.5. It says, Why, my soul, are you so dejected? Why are you so in such turmoil? Turmoil. Put your hope in God, for I will still praise him, my Savior and my God. So I really turned to that verse because it says, put your hope in God. Um, during COVID, you know, it was all in numbers and what was really on the news and in the media that people were really turning to. And they were like, wow, numbers have gone up. What are we going to do? And so putting your hope in God and remembering to stop that cycle of anxiety whenever you're just going down the spiral and catastrophizing um, really, really puts into perspective that in no matter what our life is happening, um, God is in control. We're not in control. And so it really meant a lot. Um, and then another verse that I uh, really took a hold of was Hebrews 13, 6. It says, so we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. Um, so God's going to help you no matter what your life is happening, no matter what's happening in your life. So like I said before, we're not in control. And so during these hard situations, we really need to turn to him and rely on him because he ultimately has the best plan and the best purpose for your life. Yeah. And that's, that's such a good word. Um, I know that especially with when we talk about anxiety, and I, I feel like as far as like defining anxiety, it would make sense is this kind of like uh, worry that kind of springs up out of nothing. And I, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand is that a lot of the times when scripture is talking about uh, you don't see typically anxiety used a lot in the Old Testament, but you see like this phrase of like casting your worries uh, on the Lord and or just talking about being worried for different reasons. And right. exactly what you said, like it's so important for us to understand that uh, the sovereignty that God has in our lives and that as Christians, we can take so much comfort in knowing that uh, God is for us. He's not against us. I think that's Romans 8 talking about that um, and that even though we're in this really uh, honestly unprecedented time in history uh, at least for our generation that we are able to look to god for comfort and uh, emotional support during these time frames right right uh, one of the verses that uh, you shared with me beforehand was uh from first peter uh, chapter 5 verses 6 and 7 talking about humbling ourselves before uh or humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of god so at the proper time he would exalt us and casting all of our anxieties on him because he cares for you right so like there's just so much comfort that we can take in knowing uh because god cares for us and because god has a good plan in our lives there's so much comfort that we can take in knowing that right um i think i think a lot of times putting into perspective that worrying is just wasting time um god knows how yeah. much time you have on this earth from conception to the day you die um and so whenever you're worrying you're just wasting the time and your time is valuable um and so making sure you're spending it wisely and just uh, really really stopping the spiral um is hard to do but whenever you stop it and you realize you know what it's going to be okay and taking the deep breath then i think it really helps a lot mm, yeah what a good word um i know one of the other verses that we were talking about uh that you mentioned beforehand as far as uh 
is Philippians 4.8, and we're, we're going to read it here in just a second, but uh, actually, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, read it now. But uh, this is such a good verse whenever it talks about uh, where we should be focusing on during this time period, because it's so easy for us to focus on the negative things that are going on, especially with this, what you mentioned as being this circular downward spiral, is that we just continue to focus on negative things. Right. We never get to where uh, our focus should be. So... Uh, here in Philippians 4.8, uh, what Paul writes is, uh, finally, brothers, uh, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, let's think about these things. Right. And I had never really thought about that in an anxiety way um, until I met with Lee our campus pastor. Um, I talked to him about it. He's a cool it. dude, by the way. He, he really is a cool guy. Um, <laughs> so um, he's always great to talk to. And so I really wanted a biblical standpoint of what does the Bible say about anxiety? And this is where I've got all these verses from is where he really um, poured into me and was really, really gave some good um, guidance and w wisdom. Um, and so thinking about anxiety, God doesn't want you to have anxiety in your life. Like that's something that like, it's not necessarily, it doesn't need to be there. And so whenever we're worrying and anxiety and we have anxiety, it's just not, it's not lovely, pure, just, commendable. It's not moral excellence. Um, and so making sure that, you know, like this is not God's will for my life and it's not his plan and purpose. So, um, yeah. what a good word a there. Lot. Uh, yeah, it brings, uh, to thought other places in Matthew where it talks about, uh, does the grass worry about uh, what it's how it's going to grow does the bird carry uh, worry about how it's going to get its next meal no and mm -hmm. god cares about those things but how much more does he care about his children and his uh, creation that right. he would care for us so let's let the worries for today be for today and right. the worries for tomorrow leave them there right right we're not even promised tomorrow so why even worry about it there you go uh so i know we've talked a little bit about kind of like scripture and like a good footing for christians to have on how best to maybe approach this from kind of a theological point of view um and speaking from just a theological point of view uh us as churches here in this local area like i think it would be foolish of us to not think that we have members in our churches people that are coming to our churches that aren't suffering uh, from some sort of mental health disorder, like where's a good place for us to be starting with, uh, as churches, how can we best accommodate for people that are struggling in different ways? I guess. Um, I think about, I think a lot about just talking openly about mental health. I feel like in the churches, it's such a taboo topic of like, no, 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 just like give it over to God and pray about it. And when in reality, a lot of times, like it's not that easy. Um, anxiety is a fight that you fight every single day and so is depression and eating disorders and so having someone walk beside you whether that's an elder of the church a friend Lee would um, any anyone who's able to walk beside you and just be like you know what just it's gonna be okay I'm here with you um, really means a lot and also like preaching on Sundays about mental health like um, I feel like a lot of churches just don't want to talk about it because it's such a topic that just gets shut down and you don't want to step on toes you want to make sure you go about it in the right way but making sure you you've got to start somewhere. And so being able to talk about it um, openly really makes people not feel alone. So, yeah. And um, that kind of just goes back to what we started talking about with like isolation and just feeling alone in this struggle is like, uh, there's so much more meant for the Christian life 
than just trying to go about everything by yourself, right? Like right. The body of Christ is meant to be working together with different giftings mm -hmm. to be bringing praise and glory to his name, right? Exactly. Like we all have parts of the body and we all make up one general member. And so we need to make sure that we, we all have gifts and different kinds of um, services that we can bring to each other and making sure we're using those and not just like shutting people down um, really means yeah. a lot. I mean, if we're showing that Christ-like love to other uh, people that are in our local churches and in our local body. Like, uh, I can't remember the scripture reference off the top of my head, but uh, I believe Jesus talks about uh, that uh, the world will know that you are my disciples by the love that you show to one another. Right. And if we're part of the body and we're part of these churches and we are the church, we need to be showing that love to one another. And one of the best ways of really showing somebody love and showing care for another person is being an open ear for someone to talk to right that, i think a lot a lot of people value each other's time and so you taking time out of your day to really listen to like someone and what they're going through and their struggles really means a lot to them and so um like time is something you're not going to get back you can regain money you can you, you know you can gain a lot of stuff in life but time you can't and so being able to really take time out of your life to listen to someone really, really means a lot. To them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just the little small things that it might be a five to 10 minute conversation. It might be an hour or two hour conversation, right. but just being there and making yourself available is such a great place to start. Right. Definitely. So, um, let's kind of talk a little bit about like, uh, for people who may be listening right now that are struggling with this, we obviously don't want to be giving any sort of we don't want to make this like a clinical thing where we're telling you, here's what you need to do to get better. Cause right. frankly, like that's not within either that's of what not. we're able to do by any means, but I mean, there are good places to start. Right. right. And you kind of shared a little bit about kind of what your process was. When, uh, when did you kind of realize like you needed to talk to somebody else uh, more than like, I can imagine uh, how, in your words, kind of tell us a little bit about that, I guess. Um, so I remember I COVID had just happened. Well, it, it just came out um, in March. I guess it's March 13th that it happened. Um, the dorm stayed open. And so I realized like, you know what, this is probably not the best for my anxiety and depression just because it wasn't, you know, like lots of people moved out, but I stayed there. Um, it just wasn't, it wasn't ideal. Um, I know we have therapists here on campus. So with with your, if you're a student here, you get eight free mental health sessions a year. Um, and so if you're not using it, then like just going to waste, it's included into your tuition. So um, they are licensed through the, I think it's the Western Arkansas Guidance Center. So they're actual like therapists are not practicing students by any means. Um, but realizing that like, I can't help myself at that point. And a therapist gives you unbiased professional advice like i could get from advice from like you all day long um but it's it's probably a little biased i, I, um, I don't think you want that that's for sure yeah it's probably a little biased and like um you know it's not professional you're, you're a great guy um but they don't um you don't necessarily know like special ways of like coping with anxiety or what to do like box breathing or you know there's all different kinds of ways to cope and really figuring out what works best for you um, is really a step that you need to take because I always tell people like if you're not willing to take that step no one else can fight for you as hard as you can for yourself like you have to be willing to fight because therapy is hard like you get sent home with homework every time you go and you have to really f you have to fight for yourself because at that point like 
it's either you throw in the towel or you fight. Um, yeah. And so you don't want to throw in the towel because your life is so much better and more than that. So you have to fight for yourself. Yeah, I mean, God has so much more planned in our lives that um, being at a point where we're just feeling stuck is not really a good thing, right? Right. So obviously, like, first step is going and just talking to someone about it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's really great that you mentioned uh, that the university has these options available that uh, you said it was eight different it is. eight sessions need, per semester. Yep. I and suppose. if you need more, well, it's eight a year, so you get eight four a, a semester. Okay, um, yeah. But if you need more, totally, like, they just always say eight as a, as a general as number. As just starting with as, that, like, a yeah. starting number. But if you need more, it's always... And this is the other thing too, and I don't know who needs to hear this, but there shouldn't be this negative stigma related with mental health. No, definitely and not. And the sense of like, if you need help, that doesn't mean you're a less of a person or anything like that. It just means that you need help. help. Yeah. And we all need help in different areas. Right. right? Um, I mean, I think everyone should be going to therapy. We all need to be working. We all need, <laughs> I know to, I need, we all need to be working. Like we all have problems in our life and being able to really like talk through it um, really helps. And so also some people need medication like that's completely fine. And I feel like um, a lot of times in the church, it's really looked down upon. Um, but you just need to go to your primary care physician and they can really get you set up. And I always say like medications, like your first one's probably not going to be the best one that you, that works best for you. But it's also like a therapist, like finding a therapist is just like dating. It's like you have to find who works best for you and the different kinds of um, advice they give. And if they're an active, like obviously they're an active listener, but are they reciprocating what you say or are they just taking it in? And so it's definitely like, don't go to a therapist and be like, oh, I just don't like therapy. No, you don't like that therapist. So that, that's a really good distinction to make because I feel like that can be a, something that we fall into really quickly is that we go to our first uh, session with therapy and we are talking to the person and the person's just not the right person at right, all. Right. I, I know that my immediate thought would just be, well, I don't need to do therapy. This isn't right. Helpful. You're like, that's not for me. Um, but in reality, like it's just not a good fit. With it's the person not a good fit. To. And so yeah. it's always, always give it a second or third shot. Like a lot of insurances cover it. You just have to call your insurance provider and, um, you can get different people in your area that they cover. So awesome. So we've kind of talked a little bit about like, as far as like therapy that, um, uh, that, that is a very helpful route to be going. And that's something that uh, gets you started on this pathway down towards uh, recovery or just like knowing how better to cope mm -hmm. with what's going on in your life. Um, I, from How about from like a third person perspective uh, in the sense of if we have friends that are struggling with certain things and they don't know necessarily where to start, how to talk about things, uh, what are ways that we can help encourage them or uh, help them kind of head down the right path, I guess, in a lot of ways? Right. Um, so I think always just reminding them that you're there. Um, it always means a lot to have someone there and really just be like, you know, what? if you ever need anything, like I'm always just a phone call away or a shoulder to cry on, whatever you need. Um, but also a lot of times people don't want to talk and holding it in and bottling it up isn't good for anyone. And so sometimes you have to pry and you have to be like, what's going on and be persistent about like, I know like something's not right. Like watching body language, if their, their body language has changed or if they're withdrawing from things that they really, that they were really passionate about before. Um, those are some signs of like different mental disorders. So really knowing signs and symptoms of what people can be going through and sleeping a lot. Um, I know college is 
real tiring. Um, but if you're sleeping like a ton and you just lose motivation and everything, like that's not a good sign. And so um, just being able to be there for people and just a little text of like, hey, I'm thinking about you today can really brighten someone's day. Yeah, uh, it's just those, this kind of comes back to what we were talking about with the church and like the best way that, uh, that we can help out as church members for other uh, people that we know in the body that are struggling is like just being there and being present in a lot of ways right. and showing like a tangible way of like, Hey, I love you. And I care about you. Mm -hmm. What's going on. Right. And, and like, you'd, you'd much rather have a hard conversation now than for them to not be here anymore. And you can, you would really have regret of like, I didn't have that hard conversation because I was scared. Um, you can't, you can't ever get through that of regret of like not having the conversation. So if everything is fine and they are completely saying that everything's fine, then there's a point where you just have to let them be for themselves, but you at least tried and you had, you tried to have a hard conversation with them. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of where that happy medium has to come into play as well as like, as much as you care for this person and you want them to get better, you said it uh, very well is that you have, there's this point where you have, they have to fight for themselves and uh, you need to be able to release yourself from that responsibility for a friend that it is not your job or within your power to help and heal that person. Right. 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 Like the type of recovery that we're talking about comes through, uh, the Holy Spirit, and it comes through actual hard work and going through therapy and talking about these things, right? Definitely. So uh, I'm, I'm imagining if you were to tell people about therapy, uh, what would maybe be like a sentence that you would kind of use to describe and let someone know uh, uh, kind of what that process is like, what it was early on? It's, it's definitely hard um, because opening up to a stranger, you're just like, well, that's not really worth it, but they have to know the full story. And so always being willing, like, to, to do the work and put in the work because if you're not like if you just go to therapy and it's like well it's been an okay week like that's not you're not putting in the work yeah. and you're not really trying and you're not fighting for yourself at that point um so being completely honest and open to your therapist is really what i really would recommend is just being willing to put in the work and being open and honest yeah and that's such a foundational place to start so um that's going to be most of the conversation that we have about this today. If this is something that you are struggling with right now, uh, we just want you to know that there are people that are here that love you, that care about you. And if nothing else, like we just, the reason that we're even having this conversation and we're recording this conversation right now is so that if it is something like we want people to not feel like they're the only person struggling right. with these things. There are other people that have struggled with these things and there are routes available towards, uh, I'd say healing. Healing, healing, honestly, is the best way of putting it mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, we just hope that this is helpful <laughs> to a degree. And if you need to come and talk to somebody, I know uh, Faith would love to have conversations with you. I know Lee's door is open a lot as well if you're just needing someone to talk to. And like Faith mentioned earlier, like the university that we're here, uh, that is here at the University of Arkansas, Fort Smith, even provides this as right. a service. It's in the health science, um, health science building on the first floor now. So whenever you walk in, it's just to the right. It's like a filmed glass. Okay. It. It's like yeah. a foggy glass, so you can't see inside of it. And it's completely like free. You just have to bring your ID. And so that's awesome. Yep. So hopefully, if nothing else, you'd be able to have some starting positions or from first steps of how, right. where to start. I just challenge you to make sure you take the first step and fight for yourself. Because like I said before, if you're not willing to fight for yourself, no one else can do it for you. So 
Amen. I think that's so true. So, um, like always, though, before we close any of these podcasts, there's always one question that we go to, and Faith is already going towards her phone now. Uh, Faith, what have you been listening to on Spotify recently? So let me let me just see. Um, so I really like the song "I Will Cling." It's by New Life Worship. Um, I think it, I think it would be great at the BCM Crystal if you're listening. Um, <laughs> Crystal, hint, hint, wink, wink, hint, hint, wink, wink, um, and then country. And country, yes, country. That's for you, Lee. Um, <laughs> I think Lee knows that's that that is for him. <laughs> In reality, let me look. Though <laughs> I think he doesn't care actually either. I, so no, um, I like podcasts. If you ever listen to Crime Junkie, I have not. Oh, oh, is this kind of like one of these kind of like forensics type of shows, but like crammed into a podcast? Yeah. So they basically tell like an, like a third person perspective of like watching um, like forensic files or something. So it's they're only like. Sounds spooky. An hour each, and you put it in a double speed. So <laughs> there you go. I can't listen at double speed. There's Some just, people are probably listening to like, this oh, at double speed, <laughs> and I can't do it. So uh, I guess for me, uh, I've been jumping around a lot. This is going to be really sad. Is that it's going to be the same answer that I gave Crystal, which I tried to swerve on this question when I was doing this with Crystal, and she got very, very displeased. But uh, I think mostly what I've been listening to is just songs that our church has been doing. I've started uh, doing some more stuff with like building lyrics over at our church. So naturally, I'm yeah, listening no. to I'm listening to the songs a lot more. But uh, really, kind of appreciating, kind of re-listening to some of the songs that we've been singing. So always fun. Well, Faith, fun. thank you again for joining us today, Thanks giving us kind of your perspective. Because uh, I know it, I'm just so thankful that like we have students that are willing to go and find out these things, uh, have gone through that and have already put in a lot of the work and then are willing to share about it. So definitely. Super. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully we'll see you again next time.